We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to SwiftCast. This is episode 30. My name is Haley. I'm Ashley. Belle. I'm Jill. And welcoming to this week's episode is Jamie from Taylor Swift's Closet. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Jamie. Hi. Thanks for having welcome me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. And I am really excited for you to be on this episode because we are doing some new things to this episode, which I hope everyone is really going to like. We've kind of revamped it and just let us know how how it is. The first thing that we're going to talk about is Amos. News about Amos. He is having a baby. Yay! He is the first pregnant man. Congratulations, Amos. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> His wife, Kara, is having a baby, and we're excited for them. We are, but there's also weird rumors going around that he might be leaving. I refuse so. to acknowledge the existence of those rumors because I refuse to think about that. I'm pretty sure those rumors were just started by random people on Twitter, not from anybody Making related to yeah. Amos whatsoever. Well, the, yeah. the only thing that's weird was because on Halloween, there was a picture of him as a wife, and his wife was wearing a t-shirt with, it was like a skeleton, and then there was a baby skeleton by the belly. And someone said, congratulations, Amos, you're, and uh, you guys are expecting. And then she went on to say, um, we'll have to see if he, if he stays with the agency or something like that. And he retweeted her tweet, but then didn't say anything about him say, staying or anything. I don't think that means anything necessarily. It's just, we'll see how, how it goes. I don't think he'll be leaving. I mean, several of the other agency members have children and i mean they're not on the road all the time they will be for the next few months but then they'll probably have a break so i don't know i don't think we need to worry just yet this is true i mean when they have the baby taylor won't even be on tour so also true and you know the thing is the agency just wouldn't be the same without everyone's favorite ben stiller lookalike <laughs> amos is the best he's, he's i love him he's awesome he's my favorite agency member Massive hand hearts to Amos and baby hand hearts to uh, little fetus Amos. That reminds me of um, some other tweets that I was seeing this week about how Grant was playing Mr. Mom to ah, Lulu. To Lulu. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. While Claire was out of town. I thought that was adorable. All I, for some unknown reason, all I could envision when I saw that tweet is Grant with like an apron on baking cookies with Lulu. With I his think, hair Grant, all I think out. Grant is against cookies. He's against anything that's unhealthy, which is just un- inhuman. I don't care how healthy you want to be. Who turns down cookies? Well, he needs to be able to fit into those leather pants. Okay, that's true. His leg is like the size of my pinky. Um, well, he fits into Claire's pants. Claire's <laughs> he fits into tiny. Claire's pants and Claire is tiny, yeah. But yet, Claire is always tweeting about eating unhealthy food and him not approving, so I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I don't know, but one day, <laughs> one a, day a cookie is going to be shoved down that kid's throat somehow. Well, when when he said he was watching Lulu for the week, I gave him a very good suggestion that he should take Lulu to the red carpet of the CMAs, but he didn't do that. Aww. She's adorable. She is adorable. I think it's time for t- for Taylor to start coming out with baby clothes. Oh it my does God, need to yes. be like a Taylor Swift onesie line. She does. <laughs> she has baby clothes. I mean, well, not specifically hers, but she... she um. <laughs> I don't know if you guys keep up with um, Maya's baby, Poppy, but um, Maya Instagrams a lot of pictures of Poppy, and she Instagrammed a picture once saying that Poppy was in a onesie, and it was actually a onesie that Taylor designed for Poppy, and she designed a couple of them specifically for Poppy, so. That is insane. I know she, I know she has designed some baby onesies. I've never been jealous of a baby before, but I have to admit. <laughs> That's that pretty awesome. Outfits designed by Taylor. <laughs> well, hopefully she hooks up Amos and Kara with one for their baby. I'm sure she will. All right, so the next thing we're going to quickly talk about, and by quickly, I mean not quickly, because this is really exciting and we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Swiftcast has been talked about on an ESPN podcast. 
and we had a whole exciting week that I think Ashley is going to talk to us about. So I don't know if you guys have heard, but I'm basically famous now. (laughs) (laughs) You are famous on ESPN. Yes. So the People's Choice Podcast Awards are going on right now. Not to be confused with the People's Choice Awards. These are totally separate. They just seem to have taken on a similar name. So there's the podcast awards. The voting round is going on right now. And basically, there's several different categories. And each category has about, I think, like seven or eight podcasts that um, are in the running for an award. And fans can go vote daily on the site. And the winner... um the winner in each category gets a trophy, which was presented at a podcast convention, which is in January. So when the nominations came out, as many of you know, we are one of two Taylor Swift podcasts. So we obviously are Swiftcast, and then there's also Taylor Talk. And Taylor Talk is a finalist in the entertainment category for people's, or I'm sorry, they're a finalist in the people's choice category. And so there's a lot of different types of podcasts also in this category. And one of those is the ESPN Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Or wait, I'm totally getting this all wrong. The baseball podcast is the one that's in the running. However, the baseball and the football podcasts are run by the same group of people. They actually have a rule that the same podcast can't win consecutive years, so they alternate between nominating their baseball and their football podcast. Does that make sense? Everyone following? I think I'm losing myself in my own train of thought right now. No, no, no. You're doing good. Okay. So, these nominations came out, and ESPN, this group of people, their podcasts, have won the award several times. I think they've won them five times in a row. They, they're fans. They have some very, very loyal and excitable fans. They love the show. They love the hosts. They're really excited. They want them to win another award. When their fans found out that a Taylor Swift podcast was in the running against them, they were apparently very surprised because I guess they didn't even know that Taylor Swift podcasts existed. So, in order to defend their podcast and their hosts, started tweeting, quote-unquote, trash-talking, but it was all in good fun, about how their podcast was the best, and they were going to win, and they were going to beat out all the other podcasts. But the funny part is, instead of tweeting those thoughts to Taylor Talk, who was nominated against them, they got them confused with SwiftCast and started tweeting to us. And we had literally no idea what was going on at all. I was completely confused at what all of these tweets were. That was hilarious. I was seeing all these tweets that are like, we're totally going to beat you. And we're like, what What are you talking about? So we had no idea what was going on. We were very confused. I mean, we did know about these podcast awards. And we decided that since we were a, new, we were, we're a newer show to nominate ourselves next year and just, you know, take a pass this year. So we didn't know what they were talking about. After I got a bunch of these tweets and was starting to, like, look at what was going on, I realized that this was about the podcast awards and they had confused us with Taylor Talk. So I told them I had no idea who they were. I guess they realized that they were tweeting the wrong podcast and they started tweeting to the correct podcast. Now, this was the fans of the show, just the fans, not the actual people involved in the show. The hosts of the show, who are all ESPN broadcast people, saw that this was going on and found it extremely hilarious that their fans were tweeting the wrong podcast and were talking about it on their show and they were reading some of the tweets that we had sent back to them saying, like, we're really confused, like, what what is going on right now? Like, we don't know who you are. I thought this was really funny, so I emailed into the show and told explained to them how it was all in good fun, we were having a good laugh over it, they were tweeting the wrong podcast, but now they're tweeting the right one, and was just sort of talking to them about Taylor and how I think that um, being a Swifty actually has a lot of things in common with being a fantasy football fan. So if you're interested in hearing the episode where they read my whole email about what fans of Taylor and fans of fantasy football have in common, they read that on their episode on that came out on Tuesday, November 5th. They're a daily podcast, so they put out episodes every single day of the week 
during the week, weekdays, Monday through Friday, which I think is pretty impressive. It's very cool that they're that dedicated. So they read my email, they gave some feedback on it, and then they invited me to come on the show, which was really, really exciting because the show has a huge audience and a lot of really enthusiastic listeners, and it's through ESPN, which is obviously a major network, and was very, very exciting. So on the Thursday, November 7th episode, I joined them on the show, and we had a really fun interview. I talked all about Taylor. I talked about SwiftCast and how we got started and who the hosts are, and we talked about some of Taylor's award nominations. I answered some really funny emails and questions from their listeners. And yeah, it was just like, it was a blast being on. The guys, the hosts of that show were really great, and we so appreciate them reaching out to us and supporting us and incorporating us into their show. And since the episode came out, we've actually gotten like tons and tons and tons of followers and tweets and messages from surprisingly a lot of fantasy football fans who also happen to be Swifties, who said they had no idea there was a podcast dedicated to Taylor or that they didn't really listen to Taylor, but after hearing my interview, they want to check her out and learn more about her. So that's like, honestly, that makes me so happy to hear. I don't know. It's just been like the most exciting thing to me, getting all these messages. I mean, they agree with you 100%. And I think like one of the, one of the goals in like one of the reasons that we make a podcast is to inform more people about Taylor. And so I really enjoy getting, seeing all these tweets on our timeline from new, you know, new Taylor fans that are like, oh, hey, I'm a fantasy football fan, but I decided to give Taylor a chance after hearing you guys talk about her on ESPN. And that makes me like really excited because I, that's kind of like, you know, a a goal fulfilled, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're finding, we're able to reach out to people that would have never, you know, maybe listened to her on their own, but now they do. And so now she has more fans that might not have given her a chance if it hadn't been for ESPN reaching out to us. And, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift and fantasy football, who knew? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's surprisingly a lot of crossover. Like, literally one of the first tweets that I got was from a guy who was like, hey, I just heard your interview. Here's a photo of me at the Red Tour. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was really cool. I was like, I never would have known, you know, that you existed. You probably never would have met on Twitter. You didn't know that there was a podcast about Taylor. And now you know. Yeah, so we should all give a big thank you to Ashley for getting all this done. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. Bow down to the queen. (laughs) Um, No, it's been really fun. And if any of you guys from the 06010 podcast are listening, we're so happy to have you joining us and hope that you'll enjoy the show and be active, contribute to our segments. Let us know what you think. Like, we're just, I mean, I feel like, like Val said, you know, we started the show. Obviously, a lot of Taylor fans who are already out there found out about it. But the more that we can branch out and add more people into our little podcast cast family yeah it's just it's awesome i think that and i think the taylor would be really impressed to see that people who never would have probably met who would have assumed they had nothing in common with each other can all come together in this way and i think it's really awesome that i because i feel like a lot of people who are you know really into fantasy football wouldn't be so open to admit that you know they like taylor and that they're taylor swift fans but I think they see everybody else and they see their hosts and they feel like, you know, yeah, this girl, this girl's pretty good. Her music's pretty good and I'll give her a chance. And it just shows that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, or what you like, like everybody can like different things. And Matthew Barry is one of the hosts and he's like our Taylor Swift to the fantasy football fans. So he really is. It's, he's like their king. He is. Like, I've mentioned at work that we were on a fantasy football podcast and that we were talking about it. And I was talking about to people who I know do fantasy football. They're like, oh, my gosh, Matthew Barry. I love him. <laughs> so <laughs> so he's the just, nicest guy ever. He's, he's so, so nice sweet. to me. Like, even on just, like, listening to him and just, like, the, the fun, witty banner, you could tell he's so nice. Oh, and the episodes I listen to, he has such a good sense of humor, too. Yeah. 
I think that's, you know, part of the whole thing about the situation, though, is like, this all happened because of that sense of humor. I mean, you know, coming on to the ESPN podcast and kind of teasing the fact that, like, their fans are getting all rowdy about the awards and tweeting Taylor Swift podcasts. And, you know, it was hilarious. I thought it was I thought the whole situation was hilarious and something really good has come out of it. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys listen to any other episodes besides Ashley's, but I mean, they're just they're really a fun group of people like us and they have a good time and they have such a good sense of humor. So and it helps that they have the resources of ESPN behind them to bring a new episode of the show every single day. That's awesome. That's so impressive. pretty, pretty awesome. It's a lot of dedication. I just wanted to say again a huge thank you to Matthew Berry, Nate Ravitz, Pod Vader, and all the fans of the show. You guys have like seriously made our week. Thank you. Can can I put in that I really like the Pod Vader's name and I think we <laughs> should make someone have a really cool nickname like that. Apparently <laughs> I don't know. Apparently get apparently Pod Vader gets a lot of uh, a lot of a uh, crap though. I know. That's pretty awesome. Well, one of the questions that one of our listeners wrote in to ask me on my interview was, do you hate Pod Vader? And if not, <laughs> can you start? And I was like, uh, no. Maybe? Oh, I heard that. I heard I that on your know. interview. Only if Pod Vader. She, she might hate Pod Vader if she ends up finding out one day that Pod Vader is her father. I think he's the one that kind of, uh-huh. he's the one that's kind of is their punching bag. Oh, and we also had a good laugh about the fact that they have a Nate and we also have a Nate and no, they're not the same person. (laughs) Yes, that was very, very amusing. See, now why isn't his name Pod Vader? Because he could be the Nader Vader. I was actually listening to Ashley's interview with our other host, Nate. And uh, when that part came up, he was just, he was laughing so hard. (laughs) <laughs> he got such a kick like, out of it too he's like are you sure it's not the same Nate I'm like yeah I'm pretty sure have you met him well have you met him <laughs> yes I met Nate well our Nate got a really big kick out of it yeah it was really really funny so um, on that note I tweeted a few days ago and asked if any of the ESPN fans had questions that they wanted uh, us to answer on the show. So we're going to do a couple of those now. And if you have any other ones, feel free to send them in and we'll answer more next week. So our first one was from at Defensive TMR on Twitter. He said, what are the biggest differences between Swifties and fantasy players? What are the biggest similarities? And what would you call a fantasy football fan? And is also a Taylor Swift fan. Now, Belle, what was the word you came up with for this? A Fanta Swift I think I like it works. It. Might be a little long, but it's the best I could come up with on short notice. I mean, I kind of like it. I think it works. It, it works, yeah. One of the biggest differences and between Swifties and fantasy football players will... Hmm. I mean, there's the whole football thing. But you know, but but here's the here's the similarities Taylor, though. Taylor has football jerseys. We wear those sometimes. This is true. She does. It is. She does. <laughs> and here's another thing. Taylor's things about love stories and fantasy football players fantasize about football. Okay, I know that that's not actually how it goes, but I'm. Well, that was. I mean, that was actually sort of the theme that I based my my initial email to them around was what are the things that we have in common, and I think what I was getting at with through all the different points that I made was. Being a fantasy football fan and also being a Swifty, both things, I feel like if you're really dedicated to them, are more than just a hobby. They're kind of a lifestyle. You know, that is true, though, because, you know, as a Swifty, as dedicated Swifties as we are, we plan our year around Taylor's concerts and her award shows. Literally. And, you know, like, literally, that's like, oh, oh, we're going to take a trip. Our trip is to go see Taylor concerts and go do this and go do that. I have 15 Whereas, vacation like, days from work. That means I can go to approximately 9 or 10 Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> you know, and then take, like, you know, people that are really into football and things like that. Like, they plan their lives around the football games. And, uh, you know, like, they get really passionate about their favorite players and how they're playing and what's going on in the whole football world like it it really is like a lifestyle and it is a passion and it is it is something that inspires you and they take the the actual fantasy football they like they take real seriously like you know if like you know the setup that they've created doesn't work you know they they react as the same way like a real coach would like they get really upset so it's it's very real to them too 
I tried to make the comparison, and maybe I didn't make it very well, about how fantasy football fans, for them, the ultimate goal, they're putting all of their hopes and possibly their money on the fact that their players will do well and then they'll win. So they're sort of like, you know, gambling in a way. So I try to compare that to Swifties are gambling when they go to the concerts by trying to arrange the perfect set of factors to get Club Red. This is true. And I don't think that um, the hosts of the show really understood what I was talking about because they would seem very confused. So for those of you who don't know, Taylor has a meet and greet after every show, which the only way to get it is to be invited during the show. So in order to do that, you have to like have a costume, have a sign, have like the ideal seat location, do everything you can to get noticed. So, and sometimes you can do all those things to try and get a certain outcome. And for whatever reason, you know, it still doesn't happen. So just like with fantasy football, you think you have a perfect draft and then it doesn't go the way you planned. Exactly. See, that that was the point I was trying to make. So, I don't know. I think it's similar. And he also wants to know, will you start a fantasy football league among the Swift cast next year? <laughs> I actually, oh I suggested this. I said, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I, I'm going to say we will need help. That... I'm going to say one thing. If we have a fantasy football league, we are not picking Tony Romo. That is my one request. <laughs> Deal. Just saying. Yeah. I think we'll probably need help from everybody out there. Hey, that's perfect. We can do it and we can talk about it on the show and we can have all of the fantasy football listeners help us pick our draft. And maybe it'd be really cool if we actually learned how to do it and got into it. Maybe we could even have one day have a combined episode with them. Hey, hey <laughs> you know. There's okay, so I, I think that our answer is yes, we will. I'm giving it the thumbs up. Yay. When does fantasy football start? See, this is why we need help. We don't even this know is what why, it starts. Yeah, we yeah. don't even know how much time we have to prepare. <laughs> We're going to need a patient person to kind of like teach us the ropes here. And in turn, we'll teach you all the ropes about how to get Club Red. <laughs> even even yes. though we haven't successfully gotten it. Gotten yes, but we've seen enough yeah. people get it that where we know, you know, but like, I mean, it's, it is a gamble. I hope you guys aren't laughing at us. <laughs> we think we're are. funny. I hope you think we're funny too. I hope you think we're funny. I mean, you have to understand they're probably laughing more at us than with us, but that's still okay. We'll learn. Give, so, us, oh, give us time. We got one more question from another listener at Shipfreegy Store. Is that right? Is that yep. the username? Yep. His name is also so. Jack. <laughs> hey, Jack. I, we'll, we'll go with Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> Uh, so Jack wants to know if you are going to recommend one T Swift song to someone who only listens to fantasy football podcasts, what would it be? Hmm. Oh boy. So basically he wants to know what the gateway song will be to get him into the world of Taylor. This is a tough one. I'm I'm gonna go with State of Grace. Why? I think that I think that's a good answer. I think that's a song that so if you don't know, it's on the album called Red. You might want to get that album. It's kind of genius. Just saying. It's on Red. And it's... It leans more towards a rock sound. So I would say somebody who maybe has a certain, you know, preconception about Taylor, who doesn't really like pop or country all that much or things which is not for them, I think that really could be a song you would get into. I mean, A, it's got that, like you said, it has more of a rock sound. And B, I think that it really showcases, like, her enthusiasm without being, like, commercial. I mean, as much as I love songs like, you know, I Knew You Were Trouble and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, those are songs that you're going to hear endlessly on the radio all the time. Whereas State of Grace is, is, it's got that same, like, enthusiasm to it, but it's not quite, like, so pop commercial. Yeah, You know what I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> I agree. But I was also going to say that another one could be I Knew You Were Trouble because I remember when the song first came out, it was getting a really, really positive response from people in, like, every genre. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally love the song to death. I did feel like it was a little bit overdone, which kind of upset me because I figured they were going to burn it out a little bit. Yeah, it kind of was in your face everywhere playing 24-7 yeah. as soon as it came out. But Yeah, but that's still, that's kind of what always Taylor. happens with Taylor's songs. 
kind of unavoidable. That's why I think that a good gateway song would be one that they haven't already heard 50 times on the radio and aren't really going to listen that closely to. I know it's a, I know it is on the radio, but um, just also the one that the album's named after, Red, is just a good one, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to... So basically, to, just listen to Red. Yeah, it's similar to the album. Just listen to the whole album. Trust us. And then get the next album, and the one before that, and all the albums. The and one the before Christmas that. album, and the acoustic performances, and, and the live the world YouTube tour videos. Video DVDs. Become a collector, like the rest of us. <laughs> We'll we'll trust then, you about football if you trust us about Taylor Swift. Yeah, yes. there we go. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah, thanks guys for um the great questions. And if you think of any more, anybody, we'd love to hear them and we'll answer them next week. And now it's time for Keeping Up with Swift. Woohoo! Woo! So the CMA Awards just recently happened and Taylor took home four awards. And did an awesome performance of Red. Uh, it's available on iTunes now. She did it with a kind of an ensemble of um, various other artists. Very u- unique and alternative version of Red. It's beautiful. Wait, Go purchase Belle. it if you. Do you mean an ensemble? Ensemble. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ensemble. Ensemble. Really an ensemble. And um, love you, I would like oui, to oui. add that I was there to see Taylor get her awards in person, and I don't know how I'm like still functioning because. I nearly died of happiness. I know how you feel. That's how I felt after I saw her win Entertainer at the AMAs uh, in like 2012 or something. Well, technically, technically the only award I saw her except was Pinnacle because the other three were done outside of the show. But I thought that was just such an epic presentation, which we'll talk about later. And the performance itself was so unlike any other performance of Red that like I was just literally like bursting with happiness to be there. It was amazing. Well, I fully agree. If, you, if you're going to see one award to accept, that was probably the best one you're ever going to see. Agreed. Yes. So far in her career. Definitely agreed. We also wanted to remind you guys that the AMA voting ends on November 16th. This is a fan-voted awards, so that means all you Swifties get to voting. Vote, 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 vote. You can vote as much as you want, I think. As much as you want or daily. It's- it's daily on their website. Daily, okay. It's daily on their website, but it's unlimited. Oh, but unlimited tweeting. Yes. Unlimited tweeting. Okay. And and um, November and our it airs November twenty fourth. On ABC. So do it. Go vote. Uh and also the ACA nominations have officially been announced. Uh, Taylor is nominated for Artist of the Year, Artist of the Year Female, Single of the Year for Begin Again, Single of the Year for Vocal Collaboration for Highway Don't Care with Tim McGraw and Keith Urban, and Song of the Year for Highway Don't Care, and the award goes to the songwriters for that one, uh, Touring Artist of the Year, GAC Music Video of the Year for Begin Again, and Music Video of the Year for a Group Collaboration for Highway Don't Care. So she's got a bunch of nominations for the AC ma- for the ACAs, excuse me, and uh, they will air live on December 10th from Las Vegas. And I just wanted to clarify, the AMAs are American Music Awards, ACAs are American Country American Awards, American Country Awards, and then the CMAs are the Country Music Association Awards. And the CMTs are... <laughs> you think they could have like, used some different letters to not be so confusing? There's other stuff that's going on with Taylor, too, and um, we also wanted to take this moment to remind you guys that we have a WordPress blog. So um, you should check it out. It's at swiftcast13.wordpress.com, and we're going to add a few things that we uh, didn't didn't end up making it onto the show. So that's another great way to keep up with Taylor and keep up with us. All right, and now it's time for my favorite hashtags. And we have a few Swifty problems coming your way. Okay, so Rebecca on Facebook said, when you have to wait until Christmas just to get Taylor by Taylor, hashtag Swifty problems. I feel your pain. It's only like six weeks away now. Yeah, that's so crazy. I that's I don't. It doesn't feel like it should be that late in the year already. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. Um. Also, our next one is from uh, Arendelle M. Waiting until February for Taylor con- for Taylor for a Taylor concert seems like ages. Swifty problems. Trust me, it will get you really quick, fly by, and then you'll be really sad that it's over. True. That's what happened with the Red Very Tour true. here. I remember, like, around last Christmas, when I was waiting for March 13th for the U.S. tour to start, and it just felt like an eternity away, and now I'm like, um, what happened? Yeah, don't wish it away. And this Swifty problem is from at a mess of a dreamer on Twitter. 
buying Taylor Swift Diet Coke cans when you don't even like Diet Coke just because they have Taylor quotes on them. I think everybody's doing that. And for those of you who have Swifty bucket list submissions that haven't been read yet, we'll return with some of those next week. Don't forget, we also have It Feels Like a Perfect Night too. We got a sort of last-minute submission via our Twitter that I would like to read right now. Okay, go for it. So, about an hour ago, we tweeted, Who has Swifty problems that they like to include on this episode? And Roger Blair, too. I think this might be a football fan, I'm not sure. But he said, Only problem I have is with the crazy haters bashing and passing judgment on Taylor for nothing more than hate's sake. Fist bump, Roger. Four for you, Roger. Four for you, Roger Coco. You go, Roger Coco. If you don't get that joke, you really need to go watch Mean Girls. We use that joke a lot. Sorry. Yes, we do. (laughs) We definitely like Mean Girls. But Roger, I agree with you. It is ridiculous. All right. And now since we have Jamie on as a special guest, we're going to have a live segment of Taylor Swift's Closet. Take away, Jamie. All right. So... Just to recap, Taylor at the CMAs, she wore a dress by Ellie Saab Couture's Fall 2013 collection and Jimmy Choo Heels. And I just want to say that Taylor posted a picture on Twitter of just like a corner of her dress and within seconds, everyone on Tumblr identified it before she even walked out. So that I thought that was pretty <laughs> impressive of Swifties right there. You can be pretty good stalkers sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. have to do any work for that one. I was. Um, it was also. I think. I think it helped that it was also one of Taylor's very favorite designers. Yeah. My question is: I wonder what costed more—the dress or the Jimmy Choo's? Probably the dress. Probably. The, yeah. I'm sure it was the dress. I don't know, man. Jimmy Choo's are are. Insanely expensive. I no, mean, I'm pretty I, sure it was the dress. Taylor, I posted them on my site. I think the shoes were like $180 somewhere around there. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I thought they were. Gonna, I thought they were like no, over a grand. They're not all that expensive. Can I just say we're talking about somebody who literally wears her awards as accessories, so I don't think the cost yeah. of the dress is a problem. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is this is a fair point. When she tweeted that picture of, like, the corner of her dress, I was literally standing outside at the, like, public part of the red carpet in the pouring rain in Nashville, waiting, hoping that she would arrive sometime soon. And, like, after waiting for a long time and none of the stars were coming over to the public this year because it was raining, I just decided to go inside and I was very sad. Oh. Rain is mean. But as soon as Taylor walked into the arena to, to take her seat, even though I was, like, kind of far away from her, she was very easy to spot because she was so tall. So, and I knew she was in all red, so I spotted her right away, and that was happy. I would like to take this moment to point out one thing. I would like a minute of praise for being a good friend because I live here now, and I didn't get to go to the CMAs this year. And I was going to go, I was actually going to be in Mosh with my roommate, um, who was really, really excited to go because she'd never been to an award show before. And about a week before the CMAs, she really badly sprained her ankle. So she wasn't exactly going to be able to stand in pit. And I didn't want to go and leave her here alone because I thought that would be mean. So we stayed and had our own party. So Jamie, were there any other um, any other celebrities whose outfits you really liked or wanted to comment on from that night? Because there were a lot of really pretty dresses. Yeah, um, I thought Carrie Underwood's was all of. She changed like multiple times. I thought she had really good choices. I was gonna say which and which outfit she had a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, I I liked them all. They were all pretty good. I'm still partial to Taylor's um look she wore last year to the CMAs, and I just visited the Country Music Hall of Fame and I got to see it in person. I was so excited. That was the Jenny Packham dress that she wore last year. Um, I noticed that Faith Hill's dress was very similar to one that Taylor wore previously. I can't remember what award show it was from. It was from earlier this year. But I just noticed that the dress that Faith Hill wore to the CMAs was very similar to one that Taylor wore this year. Huh. I, I'll have to look that up. I don't know which one, but... It was like I'll the long... It was the long white dress and it had that little chain in the front. Oh. Was it the PCAs? Yes, the PCAs. Yeah. Yeah, I was at, I was at the PCAs this year. I remember that dress. Did Faith Hill, Faith Hill wear it this year? 
Um, well, I'm saying that the dress she wore at the CMAs looked really, really similar to it. Yeah. It it pro it might be because I know that dress came in a shorter version and a longer version, so it could possibly yeah. be that. I just um, thought that was interesting. Yeah. I was also going to say, I actually wore a free people dress to the awards that Taylor owns, and I found it from your website, Jamie, so thanks for that. Oh, I'm so excited. I love hearing that when people um actually use it to get them themselves. It was, I forgot the I name of it, like, but it was like a lace floral mesh dress, I think. Yeah, I think I saw you posted it on Twitter. She's at, She's worn that like a couple of times. That's one of her Yeah, favorites, she wore it so. at a couple really of different cool. like club reds and meet and greets and stuff. So I got the black one and I really like it, even though That's unfortunately cool. I will never look anything like Taylor. <laughs> Nobody can. I, I actually got something off your site too, Jamie, from Free People, so. Oh, cool. It was just another dress. <laughs> I love your website. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you send in pictures, I have this whole page dedicated just to, like, people that use my website to, like, buy and things, and I post all their pictures with Taylor. All right, well, thank you so much for talking about all that. We're going to go and continue talking about our CMAs, or the CMAs, during our main discussion. And... Yeah. Who wants to who wants to start with that? Well, since I was there, I have a few things to say about it. Go ahead. All right, go, go ahead. For it. So I was really, 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 really excited when I found out earlier in the day that Taylor already won the two awards for Highway Don't Care, because I felt like the day was off to a really great start for her. And I only wish that I had been that like her and Tim and Keith had like done an acceptance of the awards on stage because it would have been cool to see them accept the award all together and because I loved them all so much but I was I was really mad because those awards were announced during Good Morning America which was live from downtown Nashville that morning and I was flying in really really early but GMA is also very early so by the time I got downtown it was like right when GMA was ending so I didn't get to actually like be oh, there man. but I was following it all on Twitter and I was like yes she already has two out of six, and I think I tweeted it, so I was really excited about that. And I was, so they announced, like, a few days or a week before the awards that Taylor was going to be receiving the Pinnacle Award. But as Taylor herself said, nobody prepared us for what an amazing presentation they had put together for her for that. I mean, when I heard about it, I kind of, uh, I kind of predicted and guessed that they would do some kind of montage, but even I, like, I mean, that exceeded my expectations of it. So the first thing that happened, which was, like, which was so awesome for me to witness in person because I love these girls, too, is Lennon and Maisie, the sisters who also play sisters on the show Nashville and, and are singers, serenaded Taylor with an acoustic version of You Belong With Me. That was beyond adorable i was literally like covering my mouth taylor surprise style and Maisie is too darn cute too i those girls are so adorable and taylor was just like you could tell she thought they were the cutest things ever and she had Maisie, the younger one run over to her and hug her when they were done she gave her about a hundred kisses <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever and their version of the song was really good, too. It was definitely a different sound than we've heard from when Taylor performs it. You know, they they always do that, though, with their covers. They they make them very unique. Like, I love their cover of um, Ho Hey. Yeah. It's so cute. I, think- I actually heard a, I heard Taylor's um, You Belong With Me acoustic in Philly, and it was really cute to hear them kind of do it, too. Yeah, and I think they were, like, the perfect choices to serenade her because... They were just so adorable. It's almost like a full circle moment because it almost reminds me of like, you know, 16-year-old Taylor for the first time singing Tim McGraw to Tim McGraw while she was fangirling so hard and (laughs) just so nervous and so excited. And then, you know, you see, you know, a grown-up, almost 24-year-old Taylor receiving this amazing award and having two girls, you know, I mean, obviously they're younger than 16, but, you know, still, like, fangirling over her. And it's just like, it's it's a very awesome full-circle moment for her. Well, that gives me a perfect segue into talking about the next part of the award, which was when they, Lennon and Maisie, announced all the presenters that were about to take the stage. So they had 
Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, George Strait, and Rascal Flatts. All of these people lined up across the stage to give a speech about Taylor. Brad Paisley. She said Brad. Oh. I love Brad. I literally, like, my jaw dropped. I was crying. I was like, I could not believe that I'm sitting here and this is happening. Like, I I think I, I felt the same rush of emotion that I think I felt like the very first time I saw Taylor live at concert. Like I literally cannot believe yeah. this is happening right now. I mean, even watching it live on TV, um I mean I was watching it at the same time as Ashley, except I was watching it on TV and just I think like everybody in the fandom just kinda took like a moment of silence, like, wow, this is happening. And then and we all kind of lost it. As if all of those heroes weren't enough, they went to video montage where they had everybody from Ellen to Justin Timberlake to Julia Roberts, Reese Witherspoon, all of these people just congratulating Mick Jagger. Oh yeah, Mick Jagger. That was oh my god. Especially oh, and awesome. her and one of her heroes, Ethel Kennedy. Yeah, Ethel was there too. And they're all just talking about Carly Simon. Yeah. They're all talking about how proud they are of Taylor and everything she's achieved and there was a video montage from everything from the red tour to the speak now tour to taylor's travels around the world and it was just all like the money she's donated oh my god it was like mind-blowing i i mean i was watching it and i i lost it i started crying and thank god i had it recorded because i need to go i had to go back and watch it because i was crying too much during the actual presentation so that was absolutely just so incredible and like I will never forget that I was there for that. I'm just, I'm so lucky. I mean, do you, would you guys agree when you say that this is probably her best award yet? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, yeah. she even yes. tweeted this was her best CMA awards, which she's ever attended. Yeah. I think this is probably one of her, if not, I think this is probably the best award she's probably received so far. Well, and the really, the awesome thing about this particular award, the Pinnacle Award, also known as the Pineapple Award, is that um, they don't have to award it to anybody. The last person they awarded it to was Garth Brooks in 2008. So they only awarded on no, rare No, 2005. 2005. Oh, sorry, 2005. 2005. I was thinking five so, years ago. So, I mean, so it has literally been eight years. Yep. So the last time they awarded this award to somebody, Taylor was not even like on the music scene yet. That's so I crazy. can't wait until she gets her. I can't wait until she gets her lifetime achievement award someday. I'm sorry, this is a little bit off topic, but has she been officially inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame? I don't think she has. No. That that needs yeah. to happen. Oh, it will. I'm expecting that to happen very give soon. Her, I say give her one more album. Maybe yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that happened. It was incredible. Um, of course, we have to talk about the acoustic performance of Red that she did during the show. She was joined by Vince Gill and Allison Krauss, and it was just a totally different presentation of the song than we've ever heard before. It was so stripped down and just really, really beautiful. And I think I tweeted during it something like, I really want to stand up and jump up and down and scream, but I feel like I shouldn't because this is such a, like, a quiet and peaceful performance. I think the best part was that you know, the whole fandom was expecting her to come out and do something, you know, big and, like, loud and, like, flashy. And then she came out and just sat in a chair and sang, like, with a like a really raw voice. And we were just, I that's all she needed. It was perfect. I would not The song anything. was so good. The song was so good that she didn't even, you know, she didn't need anything else to back it up. And if you haven't heard the performance, or if you have and you want to relive it over and over like we do, you can buy it on iTunes, that specific CNA version. So you should definitely do that. And um, I actually have had it on repeat. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I just wanted to mention quickly um, the Entertainer of the Year Award. I was really hopeful for Taylor in this category. She's had a really, really great year. But I can't be upset with George Strait one because he's he's a literally legend. a legend, no. and he's also on his farewell tour right now. And so it's you know like it's it his last year tour, right? And Taylor was really really excited and really happy for him. So overall, I was very happy with the outcome of the show. It was a pretty amazing epic award for Taylor. Her award was 
yeah, it was so special. She really didn't. I wasn't upset that she didn't win anything else. Well, I mean, she won the other three awards too. Let's not forget those. No, I, I mean the other, the other ones that she wasn't nominated for, right? Or that she was nominated for. So yeah, CMA's twenty thirteen. I think that's one for the books. Definitely, and thirteen is definitely her lucky number. <laughs> this is true. Of course, there was tons of uh, camera shots of Taylor dancing. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like her dancing never gets her- old. It, it, it doesn't. It has not changed from the last time we saw it. <laughs> I think that, and I hope it never does. Her 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 cruise, her dance moves to cruise are. I never want those to change. Ever. Obviously, the dance classes she's been taking lately have not been about how to dance at award shows. No, thank goodness <laughs> for that. Thank goodness for that. She's just I, having I, fun. Everybody who makes fun of her for that, just know that no matter how many dance classes that she takes. She will never dance she more awesome than she does to cruise. <laughs> yes, forever. And did you guys see at the very end of the show when she was dancing to Wagon Wheel? Yes, <laughs> yes. With, uh, with Scott Borchetta. <laughs> They're literally holding hands and like jumping up and down. Yeah, it was so cute. Um, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed either. Just a quick note that the um the Vine Taylor tweeted of her dad dancing to cruise. <laughs> Yep, yep, I saw that. I Facebooked that. Yep. She posted a vine of herself watching the CMAs and pointed out her dad, Scott, in the audience dancing to Cruz, and it was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Oh, Scott, we love you. So yeah, let us know um, your favorite parts of the show, and if there's anything we didn't mention that you want to add, we'd love to get your thoughts. And now it's time... For the Taylor Dictionary. We're bringing it back. I've missed it. I've missed it too. We're just trying to, you know, vary it up a little bit here and there. So Jill, what are our what are our words of the week? Alright, so this week we have two Taylor Dictionary words. The first one is called Swiftcaster, and as you can guess, that is a host of Swiftcast. So us, we are Swiftcasters. Um, the second one is called Swift Scouts, and that is people that are listeners of Swiftcast, and they don't necessarily have to be Swifties, but I guess just our listeners. And I would like to thanks add to, that... Thanks to yeah, Nate for that one. We're, I was looking to say, aren't both of those Nate terms? He was the one who first ever used the term Swiftcaster, I remember. Did he? Yeah, he did. I, I know, I mean, Swift Scouts is obviously... No, him, he, but, he came yeah. up with Swiftcaster, I specifically remember. All right. Well, shout out to you, Nate. You go, Nate. <laughs> you go, Nate. You go, Nate Coco. Or for you, Nate. <laughs> or for you, Nate. We love you, Nate. And speaking of Nate, we're introducing new segments that is going to highlight each one of us. Next week, we are going to be doing Nate's Guy Advice. So if you would like advice from Nate, either does you can be a girl, you can be a guy. Nate's going to give you advice about anything you write into us. So email us, Twitter us, Facebook us, and we will have Nate answer it on the next episode. He gives great advice, so ask him anything you want. And I would like to mention again, this is not Nate Rabbits from the 06010. This is our Nate at a guy Swifty. <laughs> our Nate. Swifty Nate. <laughs> but we love, we Swift, love both yeah. Nates equally. Swiftcaster Nate. Swiftcaster Nate. <laughs> I'm a little partial, Arnate. Just a little. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to remind you that we still have a giveaway going on. Um, it's our iTunes giveaway, and all you have to do to qualify is go to our iTunes page and rate us five stars and leave us a review. Uh, this is great and helpful for us because the more reviews and ratings we get, the higher we like rank on iTunes, the easier it is for other people to find us randomly and stuff. So it just helps us, you know. Get some listeners and everything, and uh, we love you guys for your awesome dedication. And also, your reviews help us because we are creating this show. You know, it's by fans for fans, and you know we like to know like what you like about the show, what your favorite segments are, um, stuff that you would like to see us doing that we aren't doing. Like it, you know, it really helps us make the show the best that we can for you, our listeners. Because you know, like I said, it's by the fans for the fans, and we want to make you guys happy. So yeah, go and do that. Um, it would be really helpful for us, and we would love you to death. And uh, once we get to 50 reviews, we're going to pick um, one reviewer at random to win a 
prize pack of um, red guitar picks and a red sticker. And while we're on that note, I just wanted to quickly remind everybody of our um, ways of contacting us, which many of you probably already know, but it's always a good reminder. You can tweet us at SwiftCast13, visit our website at SwiftCast13.com, or email us at SwiftCast13 at gmail.com. And there are many other ways, such as Facebook, Tumblr, etc., blog, everything else. But those are the main ways. So. Twitter. I said Twitter, Jill. Get with the program. Oh. Get with the program, Jill. <laughs> Whatever. Pay attention, Jill. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> get in touch with us, and we would love to hear from you. So just some reminders, if you press the subscribe button on iTunes, it'll automatically download the latest episode for you, and that makes it a lot easier for you to get all our episodes. You don't have to do anything. Just hit the button. Um, If you are interested in any of our merchandise, I guess, um, check out www.cafepress.com slash swiftcaststuff. And, um, you know, if you buy that, you know, it helps contribute um, to making of the show. It's not free for us, so yeah. Um, and then just, I guess, tell us how you like this episode of SwiftCast and give us your input so we can give you the best episodes possible. So next week, Taylor will... I think that Taylor is going to go get a boy cat for Meredith and going to have a cat wedding for them. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Love it. In. Well, on that note, she might want to, you know, also have the wedding for herself, and maybe she'll finally admit that she's dating Ed Sheeran. Seems plausible. Yeah, and then uh, Taylor, Ed, and I will have a sleepover at her Rhode Island mansion. <laughs> Taylor, Ed, and, and you. That's a little racy. <laughs> yeah, the three of you. <laughs> yep. The three of you. Caution, this episode is now rated R. Nate's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, not invited. If any of that happens, we will be talking about it on the next episode of SwiftCast. So this has been episode 30. I'm Haley. Ashley. Belle. Jamie. And Jill. And bye. Stay classy, SwiftCast. I would say peace out, SwiftCast, except for Nate's not here and it sounds weird coming from me. We miss you, Nate. We miss you, Nate. One more thing before we leave. Hopefully this will be out. But on the 15th, it's my birthday. Everybody tweet Haley at I am Shutterbug and wish her a happy birthday. I am Shutterbug. Woohoo! Yay! Bye! Bye, Bye, SwiftCast. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.